Welcome to All Angles Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hunt, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about legal things that you just need in your photography business. You're going to have to forgive me. I am getting over a cold, so bear with me in this episode. But some of these recommendations that I'm giving you today are non-negotiables. Some are not so typical recommendations that you probably don't really hear elsewhere. But after running my own photography business for almost four years now, I'm sharing everything that I've learned along the way. And when you choose to start a business, some of these things are truly just the cost of opening up the doors to the public. And it's better to do it now so you save yourself a lot of headache in the future as far as implementing these legal things. So without further ado, let's get into today's short but sweet episode. You are listening to All Angles, a business and photography podcast that truly hits on all angles of creating and sustaining a fulfilling photography career. Hosted by Claire Hunt, a former pediatric trauma nurse turned wedding photographer and educator. Every two weeks, Claire brings you tangible and actionable tips that help you improve your dream business, all while providing you some encouragement along the way. For marketing, client experience, travel, content creation, productivity, and more, grab your coffee, because we're about to hit on all angles of running your dream photography business. Welcome back to the show, friend. So before we dive in, I want it to be clear that if you're new around here, I am a photographer just like you. I'm not a lawyer or an accountant or anything like that, but this episode is truly just to share my personal experience and recommendations since I have been in business for a while now. I've learned a lot of things. I know that the legal side is one of the most nuanced and difficult things to like grasp as a new photographer or even experienced photographer. So I obviously just wanted to say at the beginning to please do your own research before blindly listening to anyone's advice, even my own, especially when I'm just a photographer just like you. So before I share these five tips, I just wanted to share that with you. As soon as you open up your doors for business, one of the very first things that you should do is have a contract in place for any and every kind of booking that you take on. So you should have a contract specifically for wedding couples. If you are a family photographer or anything like that, you should have contracts specifically for that. If you do elopement photography, you need a specific kind of contract for that that contains more information about like off-roading and four-wheel drive and travel and hiking and those kinds of disclaimers and clauses. If you ever have a couple who needs to cancel, you need to have a cancellation contract that you can send over to relieve them and you from the original contract. In the event of just a reschedule, you need to have a rescheduling amendment where it still honors the original contract, but also at the same time describes what's going to be different now that they have rescheduled their date and how much they owe you for that, etc., if you ever have anyone other than your couple or main client paying for your services, then you need a third-party payer contract and literally any other matter that you can think of. Those are just a few. So if you also have second shooters or styled shoots or you have associate photographers, you need all of those contracts in place in your business. And I personally have all of those. I bought all of mine from the Legal Pages contracts. And if you haven't heard of her, she used to be a photographer and now she is a lawyer. So her contracts are so great. I love them. They're easy to understand and they are also bulletproof. So right now she's actually running her 40% off sale for the year. I do have an extra $10 off code for you in the show notes and description. And this is the one time that you can get her contracts truly for a fraction of the price. So run, don't walk to my link and special code for you in the show notes and description. 
And one of the best things about the legal page is if you don't know what kind of contract you should purchase for the specific thing you're searching for, you can reach out to her team and they will usually guide you on that. So I highly recommend her contracts since she is a lawyer and they are an investment in the future of your business to just protect you and legally set you up for success and be prepared for literally anything that could be thrown at you. So I highly recommend investing in your business just like that right now by purchasing the contracts that you need. And especially if you've only ever just used a HoneyBook contract or a Dubsado contract template, you need a solid contract that was created by a lawyer. So her sale is running until Monday, November 27th. So by the time you listen to this episode, the sale is almost over. So run, don't walk. Oh, and one last thing that I wanted to mention too is that if you are a more established photographer and you're hoping to scale your business this year and maybe add digital products or online courses or a coaching program or whatever that may look like for you to your business this year, then the legal page also has contracts for that. And those are the personal contracts I have purchased as well for the education side of my business. So I just wanted to shout out to my girlies who are a little more established and maybe scaling their businesses. So there's that for you. Another legal thing that you just need in your photography business is business insurance and gear coverage. A lot of times you'll hear about having business insurance because some venues require it. So if you are a wedding photographer, I'm sure you've been asked at some point to put together a certificate of insurance for a venue that has them listed on it just for liability coverage. And if you haven't had that happen yet, it definitely will at some point. So having business insurance is a non-negotiable. I do have his Cox and I'll put the link for you guys. There's no like discount or anything like that, but just so you have quick access to it, I'll put that link in the show notes and description for you. His Cox has been incredible. I've been with them for probably about two and a half years now, and they are who I have my business insurance and gear coverage through. I believe I pay about $65 a month for both, and that is such a small cost in the grand scheme of things to know that my business is covered in case a couple gets hurt or in case my gear is stolen or damaged. There is so much just peace of mind that comes from this small investment every single month. So highly recommend reaching out to them, getting a quote for your own business and getting that gear coverage specifically because Let's say if you have, you know, your cards get stolen from a wedding or event, then you can have that gear coverage pay out the like damages to you. So be sure to do your research on what actually is covered in the gear coverage. But that's one of the non-negotiables for me is just having all of those like worst case scenarios covered in general. So I've never had to use it. I've never had to file a claim. Nothing's ever happened, but this is a small investment in peace of mind. So highly recommend getting business insurance. If you don't want to go with his Cox, which is totally fine, a lot of times whoever you have your like home insurance or renter's insurance or car insurance through, they will give you a bundle discount if you continue with them. So maybe also check out whoever you have insurance through in general right now and see if they're is a better deal out there for you in regards to your business insurance and gear coverage. And just to give you some more specifics about my personal coverage that I have found to be 
fully adequate is a $1 million liability insurance policy. And then my gear coverage, all I did for that was just add up the cost that I paid for everything, the value that everything is and have it in a Google sheet. And then literally just tell the insurance company how much gear I have, what the value of it is. And then they will come back to you with a quote for what that gear coverage will look like. So for me, I have about $25,000 worth of gear and that includes my SD cards, that includes hard drives, that includes my computers, my laptops, my actual camera bodies, my lenses, literally the list just goes on. So that is what I would recommend doing for the specific gear coverage part of things. The third legal thing that you just need in your photography business is to register your business. Obviously, there's no specific order on these legal things that I'm recommending to you, but registration for your business is one of the non-negotiables. Even if you don't want to be an LLC yet, or maybe you just have a reason for not doing so cost-wise, or you're not producing enough income where it makes sense to be an LLC, I am not an accountant or lawyer, so I can't tell you specifically if you should be an LLC or an S-corp or just a sole proprietor. But even if you're just going to be in business, and usually if you make more than $600 a year, you need to register your business, even if it's just as a sole proprietorship, because you will have to pay taxes and register for actual accounts through the state and city and sometimes county that you're working in. So I recommend just doing a Google search for wherever you live. So if it was like Colorado photographer business registration and literally just do a deep dive on all of the things that you're seeing and you can even reach out to the secretary of state that has been the most helpful thing for me when trying to figure out things if I'm not finding it online is literally to just phone call them or email them and then if they don't respond to your email give them a phone call and usually they're really helpful because they want you to be able to register so you can pay them their taxes that they are owed so that is where I would start. And usually after you register your business too, you will know that your business name is not taken and that you can practice underneath that name. So I highly recommend just doing some research around what's needed legally to start a business in your specific state, city, and county. And then knowing from there what tax licenses and things like that to register for. So maybe that would look like sales tax or partnership income tax or I don't know, there are literally so many. So if you are lost on this, my personal accountant is absolutely incredible. His name is Rocco and I will drop his Instagram link in the show notes and description for you as well. And just reach out to him. He will be able to give you a slew of options on getting on a call with him and the cost and all the things like he's incredible to work with. I've been with him, I think for three years now. If I could just tell you one thing I wish I did earlier in my business, it was to outsource all things taxes and accounting and whatnot, because it's just so overwhelming. And I still feel kind of lost sometimes on my taxes and like what I should be paying. But truly, usually it is around $600 wherever you live. If you make more than that in a calendar year, then you are going to owe taxes and understanding that from the very beginning. And just being more knowledgeable in this area of your business, but also outsourcing it to an expert. I only wish that I did that earlier because it would have saved me so much time and so much stress, honestly, at the beginning of my business. So reach out to Rocco if you feel really lost on all of these things and he'll give you some guidance for sure. 
If you're an established photographer who has built the foundations of your business, but you're ready to stop booking 30 plus weddings a year and trading your time for income, then it's time for you to snag my freebie, The Secret to Scaling Your Photography Business While Working Less and Making More. You will learn about what scaling actually means for your photography business, how it creates more of a work-life balance. You'll have guidance through the five modern ways to scale, including systems, processes, and outcomes sourcing, advanced marketing and advertising strategies so that your business runs on autopilot, pivoting into multiple streams of revenue by selling prints and albums on repeat, and even building a team of photographers. And there's a bonus of beginning the pivot into education if that feels aligned for you. But spoiler alert, you can scale your photography business without being an educator. And that's actually what I'm sharing the most in this freebie, how to simply scale your photography business. This will give you clarity on whether it's time to scale your business. So the link will be in the show notes and description. This is your invitation, my friend, to actually create a work-life balance and avoid burnout next wedding season. So I can't wait to hear what you think about this freebie, but until then, let's get back to the episode. The fourth legal thing that you just need in your business is a business bank account or multiple accounts that are underneath your business name and credit cards if you so wish. I personally have one business credit card that I use. It is the Chase Business Inc. credit card, and I will drop that link below for you. I think it's got some kind of huge bonus if you end up getting approved through my link. So I highly recommend checking that out if you are a credit card girly. And the reason that I love credit cards is because you can get so many points on your big purchases that are for your business. And also at the same time, you can transfer those points to your personal and use it for personal travel. So for example, one little tidbit about credit cards and points is that if you travel a lot for your business, if you use points to pay for your flights or your hotel or your rental car, you cannot write that off because it's not an actual dollar amount to be written off. So what I personally do is use my business credit card for every expense, including the traveling that I do so that I get multiple points for every single dollar. And then for all of the points that I do accrue through my business card, I transfer that over to my personal credit card through Chase as well. So I use, I think it's the Chase Sapphire Preferred for my personal expenses and things like that. For example, one benefit of doing this is that in May, I have a destination wedding in Mexico and my husband and I, we've always wanted to do an all-inclusive resort. And even though I could go ahead and purchase whatever our stay will be in Mexico through my business credit card, it makes more sense for us to make like a whole trip out of it and actually stay at an all-inclusive because why not? So through that, I am transferring my business credit card points to my personal and then I'm going to transfer from my personal credit card to Hyatt, which they have a really great transfer rate. And we'll literally be able to stay in an all-inclusive resort for free. So that is one of the biggest credit card hacks. There are people all over Instagram who share credit card hacks with you. So I'm sure if you did like a little search on Instagram of like credit card hacks, you'd find a list of people. So I highly recommend checking that out and just be sure, like obviously I want to say, don't purchase things that you can't actually afford just to get credit card points because that's going to come back on you. Like I always pay off my credit card in full every single month. So it's not a matter of, oh, I'm going to get a credit card and just blow all this money so I can get points and travel for free in my personal life. 
but it's more so about using that strategy to make the most out of your money that you are spending for your business and then having that benefit in your personal life where you can travel and book flights with points, etc. And honestly, I wish that I only understood credit cards and how to use them earlier. So if you ever have questions about this, want me to do a deep dive on it, I am happy to. I'm not some kind of like credit card hacker guru or anything like that, but I have had some experience there and that example hopefully will help you understand a little bit more of the benefit. If you're going to have to spend the money anyway, why not make points and then be able to use that in your personal life? Then in regards to your actual business bank accounts, I recommend having these set up under your business just to keep your personal and business totally separate. Same thing with the credit card example, keep your business and personal totally separate. This will help you so much when it comes to accounting and figuring out what expenses were for what. Like if you just have it all in a business account, then you know it was business income, you know it was a business expense. And so I would say find a bank that will allow you to have multiple accounts and go back and listen to episode number 27, where I talk about the best business books for photographers and I share about profit first and how I personally divide up all of my income and have an expenses account and have a profit account and save for taxes. And if you haven't read that book or listened to the audible version of it, then that should be the next one on your list just so you can manage your finances better like an actual business owner. And I personally have five bank accounts. I kind of break it down a little bit in that episode for you, but it's all for different things. And that's also how I pay myself is from my business income account. I just have a specific percentage that I put into each account every single two weeks. It's on the 10th and the 25th. And so you can find a way that works for you. But Profit First, that book will really break it down and help you manage your money like a business owner. So that is one of the biggest things I recommend doing as well. The last legal thing that I wanted to mention to you in this episode is to have a bookkeeping software in place. Even if you're just beginning in your business, I think this is another non-negotiable because you need to know where your money is going, what your expenses are looking like what your income is looking like and getting in a habit of looking at your reports and understanding those kinds of things is just, in my opinion, a non-negotiable in business because you need to know more about the financial health of your business. And if you didn't listen to episode number 25, where I spoke with a bookkeeper on Bookkeeping 101, then go back and listen to that episode. I think you'll find it very helpful. But also at the same time, I did want to recommend my personal favorite accounting and bookkeeping software that I use, which is QuickBooks. I use the Simple Start version, and that's what my accountant had me switch to once I began working with him. I was originally on the self-employed version, but the Simple Start version is truly so much better. It is a beast of a program, so it takes some time to get used to and understand. This is another thing that my accountant can help you with if you need help setting up your QuickBooks. He offers, like, I think it's a one-hour call. So Rocco, shout out to you. This episode has just been a plug for people to use you. But I love QuickBooks so much because let me just, like, name off some things that you can track. First of all, it connects to all of your accounts. So just like I was mentioning in point number four about having those business bank accounts and even a credit card that's for your business, it connects to all of that. And you can categorize your expenses so you always know where your money is going. 
For example, there was one year where Rocco had me look at how much I had spent on styled shoots. And while it was so beneficial for my business and I wouldn't have changed a thing, I was just like, holy crap, I may need to spend or may want to spend a little less next year on styled shoots. So now I look at all of these reports as far as like my profit and loss statement and things like that every single quarter. That's just what works for me. So it's just super beneficial to see where your money is going, where your income is coming from, how much you're spending on ads, styled shoots, education, etc. just so you know what your financial health of your business is. So that's one of the biggest reasons that I love using QuickBooks. It's so easy to categorize and have it connected to all of your accounts. One of my other favorite things about QuickBooks is that instead of having to have a separate software or track all of this manually, it will automatically track your mileage. So you can categorize your miles that you drive on your car as business or personal, and that will help if you do take the mileage right off every single year. And there's two ways to write off as far as your car and travel goes. It's either the expenses option, which I believe is like your gas and car washes and oil changes and things like that. And then there's the mileage write-off, which depending on how many miles you drive, that may be more worth it. So anyways, that's something to talk to your accountant about. But I personally usually always do the mileage write-off, especially living in Colorado, I do a lot of driving. So having this all under QuickBooks is so helpful. The third thing that I really love about QuickBooks is that you can actually know how much you owe in your estimated taxes, whether that's for your federal taxes or you will know how much sales tax you owe because if you have QuickBooks set up to be linked to your HoneyBook or Dubsado, whatever CRM you use, it will keep your sales tax amount there in a tab where you can quickly access it and quickly go to the website and pay your state, city, and county taxes. So that's super helpful rather than trying to go through every single invoice or use the reporting options on HoneyBook or Bipsado that I just don't think are caught up with QuickBooks yet. It's a very helpful feature of QuickBooks and it makes sales tax so much easier in my opinion. So highly recommend it for that reason as well. And that really only scratches the surface on everything that you can do in QuickBooks. You can also invoice through QuickBooks. There's so much to it. But if you don't have any kind of accounting software or bookkeeping software yet, then I recommend going to the show notes right now and snagging my link for 30% off of your first six months. And this is something that you just need in your business in order to operate as a CEO and not a hobbyist. So love QuickBooks, love using it for all of my bookkeeping and accounting, and I'm sure that you would absolutely love it too. So that is the episode, my friend. Those are the five legal things that I wanted to mention to you that you just need in your photography business. And I will be sure to link everything that I mentioned below, including the discounts and codes that I mentioned as well. And it's my hope that this episode just took some of the stress out of the legal side of your business, whether you are a new photographer or established. I know sometimes just hearing how other people do things is really helpful. So obviously take this episode, run with it, do with it what you will. And yeah, I hope that this podcast is just like, wow, it's a breath of fresh air where you can feel just a little more confident in your business, even with free education that is hopefully so valuable. So I love you, my friend. I'm glad you're here. Hope this episode helped you. And until next time. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'll be back in your ears with more photo biz goodness every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe to the show. If you're loving the episodes, I want to welcome you to leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify so the podcast reaches more listeners just like you. Also, it lets me know what you enjoy hearing the most, and I promise it really goes a long way. If you're ready to dig deeper, save yourself time, and master all angles of running your dream photography business, I offer one-on-one mentoring, group mentorship programs for wedding and elopement photographers, and resources to make your business work for you instead of the other way around. The links to all of these offerings will be in the show notes and description, as well as any freebies and discounts mentioned in the episode. Until next time, my friend.